0: Move around. Motion creates emotion. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What condition? My condition was in. I woke up this morning
1: with the sun down shining in. Hell. Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money? You head. Oh, it's
0: uh, oh, oh. It's down there somewhere. Let me take another look. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then. 106
1: miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
0: Hit it. Trip down a cloud and fell
2: eight miles high.
0: I told my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news, so, uh, you know that's what you uh that's what you pay me for i just dropped in to see what
3: condition my condition was in illinois nazis i hate illinois nazis yeah hey, let's cut through the chase okay what are you guys selling
0: i lost you sixty thousand dollars there is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than i do
4: there's just one thing dude what's that you have to use so many cuss words the f-
0: are you talking about?
5: Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this morning
6: with the sun down, <coughs> <coughs> shining in Hello, and welcome back to Jackson Jackson. I'm Tom Out. Greg Pappas on the board. SB Futures down 7. NASDAQ Futures down that's 13 after a sort of a successful bounce yesterday after a couple of lousy days in a row. Um, so we'll see what happens today. It's not like there's not a, not a lot of bad stuff in the world, but we are down quite a bit. We're down huge in oil. We're up pretty high in these interest rates, so um we we'll will see if the Fed uh, does anything here to try and stop any of this. We've got the 10-year uh, stopped on its way to 5%. It closed yesterday at 4.73. It was 4.8 the day before. But we've got uh, uh, the dollar actually came came back down a little yesterday. Now, today it's pretty flat, but it's uh, it's pretty strong. Over the last few weeks, that's what's causing the gold down and a lot of other stuff. Do we have the Professor Lou? I, I, the only thing I'm professing this morning is... Uh,
4: incredulity at a YouTube video that just popped up on my my feed of somebody going between Denver and Colorado Springs, which is about 60 miles maybe 62 miles, doing that trip in 20 minutes on a motorcycle. And it's a real-time video. Apparently it's legit. He's going up to 170 miles an hour on I-25 uh, headed south between Denver. It and never Collins. got pulled
6: over. You sure he wasn't on the rain?
4: Uh yeah, that's right. I was going. My initial reaction was, "Ha!" You see yeah. that on the Eisenhower after eleven o'clock at night every day.
6: And never a policeman. Uh, never a policeman.
4: No. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how. I mean, that's a, like I said, that's a, that's a sixty mile, it's like, you know, fifty-five mile sixty-mile stretch of highway.
6: Where does somebody uh, buy
4: a motorcycle to go one hundred and fifty miles an hour? Well, 170. 170. Uh, yeah. So if, if if Greg, if you want to post it, it's uh, some guy called Gixxer Bra. G i x x e r b r a a h. Yeah, Gixxer
2: is is the name of the motorcycle. They're the Suzuki's are the really fast ones.
4: Okay, I I had uh, oh, I had no idea. I never never been always, a motorcycle yeah, learned, guy. Have, never say you don't learn something on this show.
6: <laughs> wouldn't it when you take some real special training to do that? It's like trying to drive a car. One hundred and fifty. A regular person can't do that or shouldn't uh, do that. I I think I as think, you get past like ninety, you actually get more
2: stability when you go faster. But after you pass like one hundred and twenty, then it gets a little shaky again. That sounds like the voice of experience. The routine. downforce the downforce <laughs> helps you. It's they're made to go, you know, th- that fast. And then after you pass one twenty or, or one thirty, what, what, what
6: if you like hit a bump? Uh, you're
2: you're going so fast that, <laughs> you're unless it's a bump bump,
4: you know, you're you're just gliding. well, I mean, I mean, I I think that's probably what you've just said is is makes perfect sense. Uh, you get an airfoil. You get an airfoil effect around the uh, around the bike and your body as long as I guess as long as you're crouched down. But yeah, anyway, uh, it's impossible to be <laughs> that <yeah>. high and going. <laughs> uh. Anyway, uh, if you want to watch, if you want to watch, you know, insanity, recklessness, uh, a reason why, uh, you know, young men, young men, have a mortality rate. Like twice that of young women, <laughs> you could you we can, can post it in them. the show notes, Colorado uh, Springs. You
6: could call you could call
4: it testosterone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, pressing... testosterone, suppressing those uh, those judgment centers. Anyway, if you've got twenty minutes to kill, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. But, you know, because he's he's doing it in the daytime. There are cars and everything. He's zipping around. There's, there's no way somebody didn't call that
2: he was doing. The first it. comment is, I fly this route commercially. You drove it faster than
4: it takes us to load the plane and taxi to the runway. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that, that's that's right. I I am sure that's correct. Uh, but I drive. In fact, I'm going to drive that route today. And uh, you yeah, know, to do that to do
6: that in 20 minutes is uh, crazy. <laughs> well, you know, we used to have uh, we used to have trains a uh, little back in like the 30s that were streamliners that would go 120 130 miles an hour which is still not as fast as this guy but that was pretty fast yeah but but you're surrounded in a metal in a metal
4: cage uh I, the, the fastest i've ever been in a, in a car is uh is a little over 130 and and that was in europe no i was here
6: really uh, <laughs> yeah were you on the eisenhower no
4: i was not on the eisenhower i was not one of those guys in the eisenhower um uh, to To do that on a to do that on a bike, and and again, Greg has Greg has noted a couple of points, but you are obviously exposed to whoever. The, I, I just you're exposed to whoever the dumbest guy is on the highway.
6: Well, and you're the dumbest guy if you're going 170.
4: Well, eh, not necessarily.
6: Oh, when the speed limit's 70. 75. Yeah. Uh, 100 miles an hour over the speed limit. I'd say uh, you, you, you sound like. Uh... I won't say she's my significant other. You sound like my girlfriend. Look how dangerous he is. Right, he's going 10 miles over the speed limit. Yeah, but he's going too slow. He's dangerous. And I said, no, you're dangerous. You want to go 20 miles over the speed limit. Doesn't get it. Um, to do that in an, on an exposed
4: bike, and just, again, you're, you're just at the mercy of just idiots. And, and I've, I've seen enough craziness or stup- just stupidity. On that on that road, that uh, I, I would I would not be putting my uh, my life in uh, my uh, my reputation and everything else
6: in the hands of people who were, you know, cruising around. Well, for a guy Just, who did the uh, autobahn one night, in a, in a Volkswagen Rabbit with three big dudes in there, we're going like um, ninety five or something, which is far as far as you could go with the Rabbit, which is pretty darn fast for a Rabbit, and it. Whenever people are going different speeds, I mean, you know, that's your freaking pilot, for God's sake. If you're in the left lane going 95, and the trucks in the right lane are going 55, oh yeah, and all of a sudden somebody comes up behind you faster, and you have to merge going 40 miles an hour faster than other people with the brakes of a bulk wagon rabbit, which is like putting your foot out the door and scraping it. But the weird part is, how, you know, cool high-end people everywhere are such a pain in the ass, and they're so stupid. On the way back... Well, at night it was one because we we saw this uh I'm going like ninety five, again, as far as I could push the rabbit. And uh I all of a sudden I see these taillights in the back. And the guy's on me on the left lane. There's nobody there, it's just us and him. The guy between the time I first saw the tail headlights to where I didn't see the taillights couldn't have been couldn't have been three minutes. <laughs> Dude, had to be going hundred and fifty. Easy. We we were like oh, yeah. a stagecoach. But the weird part is on the way back, it's pretty crowded. It's actually raining a little bit. Well the guy like that expected like and there's no way everybody could be in the right lane on the way back. It was just too crowded. This guy expected everybody there but him to move over and him having the entire left left lane by himself. What yeah. What what are those people born with a silver spoon up their ass or what? I mean I d I don't get it. I mean the entire Germany, world's supposed to move.
4: I I was I went from uh I went from Lubeck to uh, Hamburg uh, two years ago, uh, in a cab, going to the going to the airport in Hamburg, and um, we were doing hundred and twenty something kilometers, kilometers or miles. Well, no, no, I was calculating it okay. off the kilometers. It was like a hundred and ninety kilometers for something like that an hour. But we were we were just. You know, just zoom in, and this guy was this guy was flashing his lights at people, and you know, get out of the way, and the whole bit, and that that's just that's the etiquette there.
6: Well, except if there's so many people, everybody can't get out of the way. There's still some people who think every should, like there'd be there'd be a hundred cars, ninety-nine of them in the right lane, and then there's you, your own left lane. Yeah, I mean, I I drove I drove the Autobahn in
4: like the early '80s. I think I was in I was going from. Uh, that's, when, uh, that's, when, that's when we were sugar. there. Yeah. It, and I was in a Ford Cortina, uh, which is the you know the European I don't know what little boxy car that the Ford made for for the European market. And I just I just kept my foot on the floor the entire time. Yeah. I just you know, and I, we
6: were doing I don't know, I don't know what a hundred maybe hundred miles an Why don't hour. what you say the brakes on the Rabbit were not conducive to going ninety-five miles an hour with three big guys in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean,
4: so and and I was, you know, I just kept it on the floor the entire time, and I was in the right lane most of it, and uh, you know, but you pull into the left lane, and you're you're exactly right, you know, two miles behind you, some guy would see you in the left lane, and whoever, whatever he's doing, it's it's a lot faster than you are, yep, and you see those triple light, triple flash of the lights, you know, two miles away, <laughs> he's yep, yep. telling
3: you,
4: he's telling you, look, I see you in the left lane, and I know
6: that I'm going to catch you, so like, in, out like in a second. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. So, Lou, I know um, we're, we're, real quick, I know we're a couple of uh, more mature fellows, but as we, you, know, you try and tell younger people to watch out for what's coming, and of course they got it all figured out, which we did, of course, when we were young as well. And and I know I, I sounded an absolute Luddite regarding if I go to a sporting event, I want my own ticket that I can sell if I wanted to or I could buy from somebody at the gate. I know this is never going to happen again. And by the way, I'd like some cash in my pocket because I don't really care. I don't want everybody else to know that I bought Greg's ticket in front of Wrigley Field. Well, here we go. All those Taylor Swift things. Everybody who's scalping all those tickets. If you resold a Taylor Swift ticket, prepare to pay taxes. we are tracking people down by using you know by people using the Benmo or who, whatever. And who
4: the, is who is tracking people down? Well, who do the you IRS?
6: think? The IRS. Well, Restrain. one or the other. Restrain. Let me get to the article. But I mean, if anybody doesn't think this is coming, if everything you do is on is on your little phone, you're out of your mind.
4: Oh, I, I see. That that makes perfect sense to me. And and so I've sort of looked to the United United Kingdom to the UK for what our dystopian future is going to look like. Um. And and you know they track, for example, your car. Now, if you drive it into certain um, zones within London or other cities, um, it's immediately it's immediately ticketed and fined.
6: It's a, con- it's a what is it? It's a concentration tax.
4: The, yeah, I mean, I, well, it's it's a yeah, it's an ozone or, or
6: pollution, some kind no, of. No, it's it's just, it's just they don't want. They're trying. They, they've tried to do that in New York and forever. If you, yeah. if you enter Manhattan, you got to pay something. Something. Uh, well, in, for- London, in
4: London now, if your car if your car even crosses into those zones, yeah, into the zone, you're 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 fined. It's
6: and a, it's a con- I'm sorry, it's a congestion tax. Congestion
4: tax. Um, they um, they track they track your your spending. They track your posts on social media. They just arrested some guy named Lawrence Fox for uh, on a on a YouTube video saying that that he would he would gladly participate in cutting down these cameras that are tracking cars driving into into these our, cities. Our
6: people are... are, are the, the population... <laughs> this is the one, right? Uh, yep. it's actually, this
4: actually was a topic I was going to uh, raise this morning about, about uh, Taylor Swift and the NFL.
6: Tickets for Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour resold for an average price of 21 83 in the secondary market resellers may need to prepare to receive form 1099k from the IRS this upcoming tax season as they likely easily exceed the new reporting threshold starting at the beginning of next year you want to make sure you know how to report this income i don't think anybody's ever reported it oh.
4: so so let's let's put this in a let's put this in a political context hunter biden doesn't report 10 million dollars in revenue and the justice department deliberately lets the timeline run on the on that tax evasion and that failure to pay taxes so that he doesn't get he doesn't get prosecuted is this but, overseas
6: money or here not to make sure that it
4: makes, but you they it. Oh, the money that came in there no this was money that came into the united states but you with your Taylor swift ticket are going to get tracked by the irs and chased i it is, it, I'm, well, is, I'm,
6: I'm stunned that people who and state taxes who bought stuff through Amazon ten years ago and never got tracked down. I'm stunned.
4: Well, it, it it's gonna get obviously it's gonna get to that point eventually. I, I, I look at this uh, this move and just, just think to myself, this is this is the most politically tone deaf and, and I I assume it's because the press is in the Democrats' hip pocket that, that nobody is screaming about this and saying, Wait a minute, some some Swifty, you know, sells her ticket or sells his ticket uh, to, to somebody else gets gets a bump in, in value and and they they're getting tracked down. But the son of the President of the United States, you know, evades ten a ten million dollar uh tax liability or tax liability on ten million dollars and, and gets a gets a pass from the Justice Department.
6: Right, at some this point is, as an attorney as an attorney is as, as crazy as the number your your part B is, it doesn't mean everybody in part A should get let off. Uh, agreed but i'm just I'm just saying that that when's the last time a guy who got caught for a speeding ticket was actually the the fastest person through that era, that spot in the last hour well, but see the point that's not the point. The
4: point is we it he's already been caught It's a question of you get caught speeding, and the other guy that gets caught speeding doesn't get sighted. What, it's not that what, he doesn't get caught. It's that he gets caught and they decide, oh, because you're the president's son, we're not going to prosecute it's, you. But but so low but hanging some, fruit, Lou. Why no, do you it's think not, it's low hanging fruit? He, he they had him. Okay, had, I, I, had, I'm saying, had but they him they, to they,
6: they also have to they also have to fight him. He's going to have the best attorneys. They they, they want to get people. They don't, they, have, just, they don't have to fight him. You, do you think? Do you think? That the IRS
4: institute the team of IRS investigators who were on this massive tax evasion. Do you think those guys had had one iota of concern about about a defense counsel standing up and saying, "Well, well he really needed
6: the money." I'm, I'm not making it sound as if uh, that he should be let off. I don't think he should. I think the guy's a sleazebag. I know people know him thirty years ago said he was a sleazebag. Uh, no, no, years no.
4: I, I'm not. I'm not even talking about Hunter.
6: I'm talking about the
4: president. This is and and this and this this whole us versus them establishment that is getting set up by the people in power, the the, the elites who expect that they are going to get special treatment because they always of their have their status. They always have. So so if you're the president of the United States and your kid has just evaded uh, tax prosecution. For millions and millions of dollars of foreign money, you know what that, they do. They paid him directly. You you don't. You go to the IRS and say, maybe we got to back off on on hack on hammering people. For oh no, t- you there's t- no. They gonna, just gonna,
6: play this song. Oh, <laughs> well, you you make, you make it sound like I mean, God, usually you're on the other side of this argument. The idea who, who gets prosecuted, who doesn't, who, what politician they go after, which one they don't. Whether it's all about whether the person is, is too tough for you, or whether or not they have something, this, this what my my view of the justice system system is: it's absolutely screwed up from top to bottom. But don't think for a second that they're not going to that they're not going to go after the easiest person to go after. And if somebody's I, dumb I, enough to have a ten thousand dollar transaction for four tickets, on their on their the thing they run through a bank, they're out of their friggin' mind. And, uh, if, you know,
4: if this was if this was, uh, and I'm I'm not. I'm not looking at the mechanics of the prosecution. I'm looking at the, the politics, the view of this of this situation. If I were Taylor Swift, if I were you know the, her fan club director, whoever that is, I would be screaming to the press about the craziness of this.
6: This isn't crazy.
4: Why is it crazy? Because because it's political. It could be. Poli- it would be political suicide if it was anybody else. Why why, why if if you.
6: Lou, I I, mean, I don't, I don't know what you, you you do in Denver. I mean, I'm not saying that you do anything bad, but if you have a uh, a dude, I'm not saying I do. If you have a dude that comes by and shovels your snow, and you give him 25 bucks, and then he cuts your grass and you give him 25 bucks, or maybe more these days. At the end of the year, you gave this dude or dudette a uh, sure. thousand thousand bucks. Sure. Okay. It, uh, now, if if you are just Lou, and you give the guy twenty bucks out of your pocket. Nobody's wiser, and you know what? The world needs some of that. I'm not saying people should cheat. If you give this guy who doesn't have a pot to piss in a $1, thousand dollar ten ninety nine because you want to deduct it because the building is in Lou Inc's name, the dude owes one hundred and fifty dollars. At, at any, yeah. every level, so you're saying that somebody who. Who just made thirty grand on Taylor, Taylor Swift tickets because he got in line ahead of somebody else or or got tickets directed to him somehow doesn't deserve to pay that?
4: Yeah, I, I mean I, I'm in a, in a legal system that that tracks this stuff fairly and holds everybody accountable. I would say fine. There, those are the rules, and you we dance around them. We dance around them on the edges, but but to have and and, and I. To have the president's son, I felt the same way about the gun, the gun prosecution. I refuse to believe, and and they should have been raked over the coals on this by the press, but but that didn't happen. I refuse to support any kind of effort at gun control as long as Hunter Biden was walking around with with no okay, uh, with no federal charges. But I mean,
6: don't don't you're 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 you're, you're, you're zooming on the politics a little too much here because the same thing is going to happen this year with Super Bowl tickets. They're, oh they're, yeah. Well I, mean, well,
4: I know. I'm not. I'm not picking up. I'm not saying this is unfair because it's Swift. No, what Schrift. I'm saying
6: the, the the lesson is, you think you're okay with your bimbo system of sending money around. You're not. Every one of those things is tracked by somebody. Well, and, I, and, pe- I, and people. My whole point here is that. Right. Whether my whole point is to think that that stuff like this is not going to continue to happen. You're out of your mind. So when oh, you. No, say, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying it.
4: I'm. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from a from a, a politic a Political view or a political viewpoint. This, the hypocrisy involved in this decision, where your IRS is doing this
6: while cutting.
4: You're not going to get me.
6: You're not going to get me to go there. That because Hunter Biden got special treatment, which he didn't deserve, that every other IRS investigation on earth should be immediately tabled.
4: No, I, I'm I'm just no no no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm saying that the optics of this are are terrible, and there ought to be there ought to be an outcry over hey how is this how is this being operated? Okay, and, this, and, and chief, this ought to happen. I, I mean, this is not a situation where Hunter Biden went into court with his attorneys and defeated you know challenged and defeated. Uh, the tax
6: liability
4: issue. That's not what happened. On a couple of occasions,
6: a guy who sounds just like you, um, and very seldom do I get you to, I I hear a contradiction in the loo. I must have said, maybe foolishly, or or out on a limb, like I think you are a little bit here, and out on a limb, (laughs) I I must have said on ten occasions that my view of the securities world is every single insider trading case that is now on the books somewhere from some, some some poor bastard that somehow is low enough on the fruit or from out of, out, of, out of the country that they're going after should be dropped, because every single big one they refuse to prosecute politically. they'll never go after Goldman Sachs, <clears throat> never go after Morgan Stanley, or if they do it some every decade, a little little slap on somewhere uh, but it, it's I say every every single other one should be dropped, and you you always said I was nuts. Well you' you're saying the same thing. No, I, I'm
4: saying, I'm saying, from a political, there ought to be a hue and cry over this kind of intrusion by the IRS into these minor transactions.
6: What? They are Lou. I, I can tell. I can relate from my trading floor this. experience, okay. if I had any memory, a hundred such instances in it. The only one that went to jail was Martha Stewart.
4: Same thing. Yeah. Well, uh, no, and I and I thought. I thought that was unfair. I thought Rod Blagojevich going to jail for 14 years was
6: but that was insane. a security violation. That was him, him, no, him. but I
4: mean, I'm just but I mean, I'm just talking about. You're I'm just st- talking about these issues. I think I think that the the uh, selective prosecution of of Donald Trump for you know stupid stuff that he did is is I do too.
6: Crazy. I, I think it's crazy, and the, and, the and reason I, why I think it... Be, reason why I think to be, is, I told you um, I've told the listeners before. We had a situation where uh, somebody, a crook, managed to weasel money out of somebody's account here at PTI years ago, and, and every firm has had this happen. A bunch of you know emails telling people from the from the person's address uh, after you talk to them on the phone and say they would be taking money out of their account, and all of a sudden you get an email: my my sister sent her twenty grand, kind of thing. And we made a, made a mistake as years ago and sent a twenty grand. Or whatever it was, and uh, we ended up covering it because uh, it was you know I guess it was our mistake, even though it came from the guy's computer. No, not one law enforcement place anywhere would track down, and it was still happening. The people were contacting us while I was calling the FBI to Chicago Police. It was in Texas. Nobody would track it down at all because it's under some number which they track. Nobody gave a crap. Nobody gave a crap. So there was no not even selective prosecution or selective enforcement. Okay, And the people who do this know exactly the numbers. If it's under 50,000 in occurrence, nobody looks at it. They know exactly the numbers. And well, and so, no, 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 so, give, me, that, give, me, that, give me a second. That's great. No, that's no, no, no give, me, give, me so. a second. give me a second. As soon as it was over, we get accosted by the Secretary of State of Texas, Secretary of State of Illinois. We had nothing to do with people in Illinois. They're just whatever. And FINRA. So we got three people coming after us, uh, and we paid the guy. He's, he's hollering us. We are now the victim, and there's three people coming down on us because we're the low-hanging fruit. We can't go anywhere. I mean, I, and it costs us a fortune to defend this stuff, and we paid some fines. And, uh, I mean, Donald Trump, I can't stand the man, okay? But in this country, that he is beset by three or four, every regulator who wakes up and feels like they want to make a name for himself, comes after him from every different direction, and even though he you know he's got these attorneys and got knows what he's paying he's paying them or not, if he was legit he's got to be up to how many million dollars in his defense that shouldn't happen to any american not even no. him
4: no it's it's a very clear and 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 frankly it's one of the reasons why he is he is getting the the votes that he's getting
6: well that's another side we have actually somebody on the show with us this morning because he's being pushed around which he shouldn't well, even though he is guilty probably uh the reward shouldn't be the presidency. One has nothing to do with the other, but people well, seem I, to think I, it is.
4: I, I agree. I agree. But this is this is you know he's he's playing off he's playing off a certain level of populism that says you know I'm always going to vote for the guy who's being persecuted by the government and and every every one of these steps I mean this. Well, you can vote for you or me. We're
6: all getting persecuted this, by these guys in some degree.
4: Ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, and if you if you were, if you or I were were. Had the kind of personal magnetism he does, we, we maybe we'd be
6: running for office. He, he, should, he, he shouldn't have his his particular brand of magnetism. Shouldn't even go with a wildebeest, for God's sake. Uh, I I agree. I I referred
4: to the guy as Captain Underpants back in 2016 when we were we were doing the show, and he was he was, you know, gonna be the nominee. But you know, this is this is the appeal. Well, and, it's
6: it's a it's it's another one of the. Problems I think we're having psychologically. It's not like I don't have it too, because sometimes everybody has the idea if if somebody hates your enemy, somehow, Tom, Tom, you have to you're I, you're, you're you're his guy, you know. You, a true, a true. But but the other part of this
4: equation is the is the stupidity of the Democrats backing you know a, a mental defective. Oh, I I don't disagree as, as president. I mean I mean you now have you now have a. a, a a, a a choice that that really isn't a choice you've got you've got two septagenarians
6: oh once i about
4: to become an octogenarian one of whom is mentally defective and, and and is is almost incapable of putting a
6: sentence But we've together. had we've had it before and, and the other
4: and the other and the other guy who is like a bomb throwing lunatic with with oh, no. he, he's a lunatic imagine this he's a lunatic with Poor impulse control. We've got to go to break, break here, low, but here. His impulse control is terrible.
6: we got to go to break here. But one, one quick, my dentist, who's now passed, terrific guy, he, he couldn't believe that I didn't vote for Bush. And, I, you know, I, Bush or uh, Gore, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think either one, highly of either one, but I voted for Gore. And he said, how did you vote for Gore when you're a Catholic? And, by the way, uh, Gore is pro-abortion. And, uh, you know, I didn't say too much. I said, well, I just didn't think abortion, even though I don't think it's right, I don't think it should be a religious issue in, in government that if whatever. Anyway, so a year later, he's beside himself one day. And I go, well, what's the problem? And he goes, I can't believe this guy is in, is invading Iraq. And I said, you know, Dak, when you're a single-issue voter, you got to roll with it on all the rest of them. That's why maybe you shouldn't be a single-issue voter. well, and he well, looked at and- me and he said... You're absolutely right. Well, just just because Trump is getting picked on, we put him back in there. We got to deal with all the rest of the 99 percent of the guy's problems.
4: Well, that's that's true. That's absolutely true and absolutely correct. The problem is, of course, that you could you Biden in, embodies so many other issues. Okay, By no, the way, no. did you did you hear that we're building a border wall now? Okay, well, they've just, they've they just they've just they, whatever. They, they just waived 21 federal statutes. The they uh, Biden and and Mayorkas just decided they were going to waive 21 federal statutes and say oh by the way we need we think we need a wall
6: in texas uh let's go to break sp futures up down five nasa futures down four so quietly down a little
0: bit here i'll be
6: right back stacks and jacks
0: how much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy do you truly know the odds welcome to Luckbox. Jocks. And jocks. Stocks and jocks.
2: You
4: are
6: out of control. Right here. Right now. Right here. Right now. Right now. Right now. Hello, Okay, Stocks and Jocks. I'm talking about Greg, Greg Pappas on the board now checking his his uh, profits on all his tickets he's been reselling for the last 10 years. Wondering when the guillotine's coming at him. What's it look like, Greg. Can't wait. Oh, God. S&P futures down 5. Nasdaq futures down 2. Dow futures down 66. So quietly down a little bit here, but not, not much. Uh, over in Europe, we've got the, uh, as soon as the Europe wants to come up here. Um, we have Europe. The uh, DAX up 37 cents. There is an indicator, huh, Greg? It's unchanged. FTSE up 28.4%. kick around down 1. Call that flat. So Europe giving us no clue here. Asia, which has been reasonably, uh, the Nikkei was down like 700 yesterday. they are back 548 today. 1.8%, back over 31,000, 31.075. Hang Seng uh, pl- up 18, but still way down here at 17,213. Uh, Shanghai still not open uh, with their week uh, week off. Um, uh, I'm still not exactly sure why they're off, but they're off. Uh, Dow uh, yesterday up 127, SP up 34, NASDAQ up 176, which is maybe maybe a Fibonacci replacement in the SP and the NASDAQ. Uh, not so much in the Dow, it was down almost 500 the day before. Uh, bonds uh down one basis point 4.72 so last couple days we've paused on this seeming run to five percent maybe we won't make it to five percent which is probably a good thing for the market and everything else uh down one basis point 2.93 so it's not backing off very much uh japan on change at 0.81 uh, we've got oil down another dollar 42 82. Ni- 80. you know what craig after the break i think this was 92 dollars. was it 10 days ago it, I mean, it's 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 a. I can dra- check it out for you. It's a dr- dramatic drop here. Brent down 8449 Natural gas up four cents, three dollars exactly. Finally hit the three dollar number here. Our uh, unchanged at two eighteen, which is you know relatively very cheap. Uh, gold, uh, gold set to break longest losing reef in in seven years. It's up eighty cents, eighteen thirty five. Silver up nine cents, twenty one twenty four. Copper down two cents, three fifty six. Crypto. Up 85 bucks, so quiet there, 27,758 and the U.S. dollar is also very uh, quiet this morning. It's it's actually unchanged against the pound, and it's down slightly against the euro. Euro a little hanging over 105 here, and a pound ha- pound hanging over 121. Greg, what do you got for us, Trevi, Weather Sports? Yeah, looking at what you just said, uh, crude oil was over the past year probably
2: you know 70, 80, or 80 bucks all the way up to
6: 94. Yeah, was was 94 stuck at 80 forever, and then it went to
2: 94, 95.05, I see, and now we're uh, 82.76. So, within the past one month, or really, I want to
6: say what September 27th or 28th. For the whole year, it was just stuck, and then all of a sudden, raced up, and now it's racing back down. Yeah. What's uh, what's gas? Well, uh, the uh, well the, RBOB is like is real cheap, especially compared to uh, to oil. At one point, oil was $92, and Arbob was, uh, was like was dollars 30 Arbob made it to two ninety dollars a while ago when when gas, when oil was lower. It's crazy stuff.
2: Okay, on to uh, yeah. weather. We got 65 degrees in Chicago, uh, 72, or right now, 72 today. Showers early this morning. Phoenix, 70 right now, 100 today. Hot, plenty of sun. Traffic, Montrose to the interchange, 23 minutes. Lake Cook in, 49 minutes. Eisenhower-Wolf in is 34 minutes. The Ryan locals 95th to in the interchange 25 minutes and 294 to the Ryan on Stevenson is 34 minutes. NFL Bears at Commanders tonight. Um, some tell say me it's only on it's Prime, Eber. so I can't watch it. Tell <laughs> some me. say that Eberflus is uh, it's his last chance tonight. If he doesn't win, he's fired, according to Twitter. And then uh, Washington's favored by
4: six. That's all I got, Chief Lou. Have you been talking to the Bears? Are you next? No, um, and I was, uh, I-, I was watching that debacle last week with the, uh, with the Broncos, um, uh, the only, the only more dysfunctional operation than the bears is Denver. And, and they keep, they keep demonstrating that over and over again. They just cut one of their, they just cut one of their premier guys, uh, the other day, a linebacker yesterday, a linebacker who uh, they had signed to a, a long-term contract. And, and I'm, there's a, People are kind of wandering around here, going, "What? What is happening? You know, what is happening in the in the Bronco locker room?" But, but then then we look at Chicago and we go, "Well, at least our, our defensive coordinator hasn't been hasn't been ushered out of the building, and um, a few other nasty little surprises haven't uh, haven't erupted like, there. They
6: just cut the uh,
2: you know RV? what is what is uh his contract was I think seventy million. Yes. Yeah. Randy the Gregory, guy, the, guy that's that Den- me. the guy that
4: Denver
6: cut. Yeah, yeah. The
4: linebacker. It can't all be guaranteed. Gregory. Randy yeah. Gregory. So, yeah. He yeah. was five so, years, seventy mil.
6: Yep. Yeah, but it, it wasn't all guaranteed. But, uh, but, but
4: but the point the point is, this was a the guy they thought was going to play for him. This was a guy that had a had a pretty good deal that they'd already sunk a fair amount of money into right. up front, and and they just they uh Peyton just just cut. Well, him. it looks so, like the
6: Bears are going to have cut this Claypool guy from Notre Dame. And he was the yep. second round pick they gave up from him last year yep
4: I, uh, so I, uh, so you know you look uh, I, I did want to just mention briefly the whole Taylor Swift NFL phenomena because because I don't know if Travis Kelsey knew what he was getting into when he when he decided to do this but it's where, where did they, where did they meet oh he saw her, he saw her at a at a concert and, and tweeted out that he'd like to he'd like to meet her and go out with her and uh yeah, every time everybody's... you guys talk about Taylor Swift I'm do this, <laughs> by the way
0: <laughs>
4: um every it, apparently you know it it went from there uh nothing happened he, When he put the message out initially she just she just sort of you know blew him off and said oh yeah he's i'm sure he's a nice guy da, 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 da. Uh, but apparently it uh you know they've i I don't you know, you don't know whether this is a this is a Megan and Harry kind of situation where where she is uh, and he is uh, ex- exploiting their
6: notoriety and their. Well, he's had you know, all kinds of commercials now. All of a sudden.
4: Oh yeah, he is, and and she's and and all of a sudden she's you know become sort of the darling of of the NFL. I mean, they are promoting her stuff right and left. His jersey sales have gone through the have gone through the roof.
6: No, he it's doesn't like, he doesn't get anything for that though, right? Oh no, he does. I thought he doesn't. Uh, I think it's I an, think it's his, all NFL properties. I, I thought it was it is, it is NFL properties,
4: but I, I think the CBA has a, a provision that allows the player to reap
6: in reap the benefits of some of that stuff. Anyway, his his well back back know. in the day, it didn't matter who you were the, the, the teams all shared it and I don't think the players Correct. got squat. matter of fact, was it the uh, the, the, the wasn't it the Dolphins jersey? For a while, it was like the by far the highest selling, and nobody could figure out why and was it was a gang colors for something at some place. Yeah, yeah, it it was that that's right.
4: But and anyway, he's his jersey sales have gone through the roof. It, it's a really interesting you know marriage of, and and we've seen this over and over again. You saw it with with the whole when the when. You get a number of football players who were hanging with rappers, or with with uh, especially in the black music area, in Atlanta. There was a there was a big push down there. I, I had a couple of guys that were uh, that were sort of tangentially tied into that, and and it's a natural, you know, it's entertainment, the entertainment business. And if you can if you can get a natural connection, a crossover between two aspects of the of the business like this, it's a it's a big deal. And, so if and if I
6: go buy a, a butkus jersey, he gets money. I bet he doesn't. I, I don't know about
4: that, but but if you're an active player, uh, some of that some of that money my it, my recollection under the CBA is that some of that money comes back to you.
6: Well, that, I bet that's recent. Uh, within the last two CBA's. Yeah, because originally it was every team got like three million bucks from NFL properties. That was that was the average. I'm, I'm talking twenty years ago. Everybody everybody got. That was a whole separate group from April 2021 players received two-thirds of the proceeds from
2: Jersey sales with the remaining third going to the union
6: uh now the, the operative word there is proceeds not the net
4: na- so, so, so the point so Greg, that that the having the union manage that particular aspect of NFL properties is something that reaches back at least two CBAs I don't I can't remember what the exact player distri- individual player distribution was but but the union from at least two collective bargaining agreements back, has has had access to that revenue.
6: Is a retired player considered still in the union? Whenever, when it was in the union when they played, um,
4: I don't know what the provisions are for. Well, no. The short answer to that question is no. They're not considered part of the union. the 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 long answer is they can still make provisions for them within the CBA. and And I, I just I don't know what the provisions are. I'm not going to talk about it as if I do. I'm just saying that that the union has, from at least two collective bargaining agreements ago, because I I studied that stuff, the union has had control of NFL properties and um,
6: has. I'll had, bet their idea of source. of two thirds of the proceeds is like uh, by the time the overhead comes in, I'll bet he gets two bucks a jersey. Uh, it it's two
4: bucks that he wouldn't have. So oh yeah,
6: oh yeah, I'm not without I mean, a doubt better than nothing. But what I, what I find
4: what I think is is Tom hilarious. Brady
2: earned two point three five million in 2019. From uh, merchandise sales, wow, a
4: jerseys, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not chicken feed. Anyway, the well, more the, two the bucks marriage, the did. marriage of this stuff is the marriage of this stuff is fascinating to me because you know you've got an element of the NFL that says, oh my God, Taylor Swift, get her, get her out of here. We don't want to talk about her. I, you heard this on on ESPN at least initially. I don't think I, I think the word maybe has gone out from Park Avenue to to tell uh, NFL headquarters there to to tell the uh, the sports people, shut up. We're
6: well, making if, we're, if we're a couple of grumpy old owners in an owner's box and she shows up in the owner's box, we, we're going to kick her out? She's probably a pleasant uh, lady, and she very attractive. <laughs> no, part? I don't
4: think we're going to kick her out. But, but I, I mean, more importantly, I think the NFL has looked at this and said, oh, my gosh, how many fans? that This woman, by herself, is generating almost enough revenue to buy a
6: portion of an NFL team. Just...
4: Well didn't just uh walking uh, around.
6: Well, that's Tony, how much Tony Romo she's... had the had the girl for a while, and so did uh when Gazelle used to show up. She didn't show up as much. When she showed up, that was a she was she was hot. She ain't Taylor Swift. And um no. well you
4: know, no, but it's some. i um, just I'm just my, my point is Nobody's Taylor this, Swift, for God's sake. This is a fascinating yeah. Yeah. this is a fascinating business merger and watching how the NFL responds to it. You know, that she she's a she's a pop star and most of her fans are you know, young and female, not traditional NFL types. The the traditional NFL guys who who just say I'm tired of listening, you know, hearing about it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. It doesn't relate to football. Don't don't understand the business because this exactly relates to football. It it relates to the expansion of that market into a into a, a, a demographic that they, you know, really had very little.
6: Very it, little. It, re- it relates to this to this, this the the spectacle. It's not just football when 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 the n f l went on strike and uh Doug buffone the late doug buffone good guy uh great ball player when he was here he was you know we were pretty good friends and he because he tried to be a trader on the floor and he was here for like a year weird story he got he had to badge on one day and said, I don't like it <laughs> because all of a sudden you know he was kind of a low man on the totem pole, which is where you start out in a pit but anyway he uh they were having the strike, and somebody said something about, well, you know what about like these owners and something and doug goes. Hey, if all of us decided to take our equipment and go play at, in Grant Park, nobody would show up. He goes, It's the spectacle. It's all about the stadiums, the bands, the people, the 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 promotions, the all the other stuff that goes with it is the reason why all those people show up and why we get paid. Anybody who thinks it's just us going out there banging into each other is 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 the deal, is out of their mind. I mean Doug understood it. Um, yeah, I mean I think that's I think that's uh...
4: Uh, certainly, part of it. It, it. She's she's playing into this, and I, anyway, it's just it's very interesting for me to watch that phenomena move and watch how the tenor of the sports coverage, which of course the NFL has a significant control over, how the sports coverage has has shifted from a bunch of guys saying I don't want any to hear any more about Taylor Swift because it's not about football, blah blah blah,
6: to oh, this is kind of interesting, and and it you know, every young girl. Now, who never wanted to watch a football game in her life, yeah. maybe maybe does.
3: No, exactly. And, and if, Greg,
6: if Greg was worth a squat as a producer, she'd be on here as a guest, <laughs> <Just saying. laughs>
4: or at least, or at least, uh, you know, the, the head of the local Taylor Swift fan club wearing a Travis uh, Travis Kelsey jersey would be on.
6: And if she came in, and, <laughs> I guarantee, if she came in, in in person, Greg would be very attentive, making sure microphone or headphones were all just perfect, wouldn't you, Greg? Just I'm just gonna make be this helping louder her oh uh,
4: you guys le- stop. Let, me, <laughs> let me let me let me switch let me shift away cause yeah. I, I I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan much as I, I think she's a phenomenon.
6: you know what she, she seems a, like I a nice to... enough she doesn't I haven't oh, no. seen the lady do anything that I thought was horrible I mean she seems very well, nice except, I mean
4: except torture except torture her former boyfriends in her song so that's why I'm saying okay. Travis buddy you're gonna you're gonna be in a you're gonna be in a Taylor Swift song pretty soon she it's
2: told uh, what's his name to kick rocks Um the the, the crypto guy. That was the good one. Free to Yeah, Freed? yeah. They wanted her to be a sponsor, and her dad, who used to be, uh, I don't know, somewhat involved in securities, oh, or something. her dad's real bright. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and they asked him directly, "Are you selling unregistered securities?"
6: And they never got a response. So Taylor Swift <laughs> was not a promotion. Oh. I, I think the reason why she's got her head screwed on straight is her family is real strong.
4: I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, i I'm. It'll be interesting to see if she if she ever does.
6: I don't mind people doing well in America if are good people. I mean, that's that's why we're here, right? Um, let me yeah. let me
4: switch gears here because we haven't talked about Ukraine for a while, no. and it has now loomed large in the uh, in the fall of uh, Kevin McCarthy as the Speaker of the House. Um, I, I'm I now at least one of my uh, at least one of my listeners or one of our listeners is is you know tearing his hair out at the fact that that we are. Continuing to support Ukraine and is probably cheering that we, the House cut the cut the funding off. Um, the what's happening over there right now is a is a grind, and the Ukrainians are. I, I don't know if anybody really. I mean, I I know we did, but I don't know if anybody outside of the, you know, the people actually looking at the battlefield realized how in depth the Russians had dug uh their defenses for you know across that whole that whole border
6: we use the same strategy they did in world war II.
4: it it's it's a similar strategy but it's but but it, it it's actually more akin to world war one with trench after trench after trench after trench and fighting position after fighting position and you know the defense is always the defense is always easier than the offense
6: why can't so why def- can't in this day and age though, why can't you' outflank it
4: why can't they what outflank it or get
6: behind it or something?
4: Because th- because there is no flank. The the okay. The, the, okay. the defensive the defensive lines extend all the way up and down the border and and the idea so you, you can't that get behind to,
6: you can't get behind them anyway.
4: You, you have to you have to punch through it. They they haven't left. You know they spent that they spent that two years you know or a year and a half digging digging in, and so and so what is going to what what's happening is a gradual reduction. Of those positions, but you you have to you have to locate the locate the fighting position or the trench position. You have to reduce it with artillery or with uh, drone drones dropping bombs on it or with with something else. Then move your your troops on the ground into that area, taking casualties while you do it. Then you can bring your your armor up and and help uh, you know help destroy the remaining the remaining elements there but but it is a grind and go process and you know it's the, the Russians are playing to their strength which is we've got more people to be killed and ground up than than the Ukrainians do we have more artillery shells than you do um, we can we can go out and buy our own stuff and we can produce our own stuff you guys don't don't have that don't have that capability and so even though you are killing tens of thousands of our people on these in these front lines, you're losing. You're losing enough that that eventually you're going to run out
6: of men. Yeah, you can't. Power. It's hard. It's hard to, to win a war on your own property.
4: Uh, well, true, especially when the other side the other side is monstrously bigger and is willing to is willing to take the casualties and just let you wear yourself out working your way through those defenses. And that's that seems to be the Russian strategy. Um, uh, Mike Murphy just texted in, and he
6: goes, "You're absolutely right. They, they've always believed in a, a deep, a deep defense. He calls it.
4: Sure, and and so and so, you see the Ukrainians making long-range strikes with with our, uh, you know, with our some of the weapons that the West is giving them, in an effort to try to prevent the the Russians from reinforcing these positions, and and you know. Uh, Further bolstering these defenses in depth, so that the only thing the Ukrainians have to deal with, the only thing, is the is the prepositioned stocks and and uh, prepositioned personnel. So the the bomb, the you know, they've driven, they've effectively driven the, the Russian fleet out of Sevastopol, uh, and and have have forced them off to Novorossiisk in the in the east. Um, they've eliminated some of their ability to, to bring uh, shipments in by by water. Um, they're shelling you know, they're shelling uh, rail junctions and, and roadways uh, in the eastern part of the, of the, you know, Ukrainian occupied area to try to cut off the ability of the Russians to, to make, get supplies in there. But, but, you know, the short answer is <clears throat> we, we see something that, that we, again, haven't seen since World War I, and that is a, a series of prepared fighting positions and entrenchments Manned by people with effective anti-tank weapons, and the, the Russians have those just like we do, uh, create a, a huge problem for mobile for mobile warfare. And you know we would reduce this, we would reduce this stuff uh, by by air power. You know we would we would have generate local air superiority over an area that we wanted to control. We would use air power to to destroy these fighting positions or at least suppress them sufficiently that uh, you know that our troops could move in and we could move our tanks and stuff't well,
6: uh, well, my, my history of World War one is nowhere near what it ought to be, but uh, the one part that I we have a few minutes. the one part that I do remember was that uh, George Marshall of World War II fame uh, was considered a lo- logistics genius and obviously he ended up being all the way through. The, the, when the Americans got to World War I, you know it took a while for training took place over there right? When uh, they sent people over, kind of untrained, but they trained them over there instead of here, and the French generals, who almost across the board were a bunch of idiots, they just thought they had another million people they could throw at the machine guns. Exactly. And our guys going, no, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. Well, the 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 day I'm going to say World War One turned. Well, the machine mis- guns in World War One. Sure, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah.
4: My to experience. In fact, the failure, the failure to understand. The impact of the machine gun on the modern battlefield is the reason you had twenty and thirty thousand people killed in a
0: day,
6: yeah. in t- like Wipers and the Somme. I had one of my guys. I used to I used to cut his lawn when I was like fourteen years old. He was a machine gun instructor. The only difference, though, Greg was, he said it wasn't like a modern machine gun where you could just shoot, keep shooting it. He said after about ten or fifteen, if you kept going, the the, the barrel, high. the barrel would get so hot it would like start to droop. So you had a yeah, you, they weren't the same. You, look at something,
4: you looked at something like the old Brownings or the old Vickers machine guns. They actually had a water jacket yeah. around yeah. the barrel that, that the the gun circulated the water to keep the barrel cool. You you had you had assault rifles in World War One. Look up the Browning automatic rifle.
6: But anyway, what, what Marshall did is they wanted to fake the Germans. So and one day when the Americans had a couple of divisions or I don't know how many divisions that were ready to go, there was a the front, you know, the trench front, there was like a two-lane road behind the front that was was, uh, was dirt, right? Or something along those lines. And what Marshall's job was, and people, the farmers and stuff, used this thing all day. It wasn't just the soldiers. I mean, they had, to, they had to move back and forth. What Marshall's job was is for the U.S. to attack essentially in the middle of the thing with a fake attack, move the entire division or two, clear this road so they could move it, I'm going to say a little... miles and attack on the other end on the same day. And Marshall, somehow, he was only a lieutenant, and they gave him the job. The generals and other people, they didn't want any part of it. They gave him the job, and somehow he moved his whole division like 20, 30, 40 miles in the middle of the day. And they attacked on the other end when the Germans had no idea they were coming. And they essentially outflanked the trenches or got into an area that they had moved all the people from where they thought the attack was coming. And that essentially turn the course of the French warfare is what I, what I understand, and one of the greatest lines ever was uh, somebody comes up to Marshall and they said, uh, "Aren't you elated? This is our greatest day." And he goes, "Because it can't be our greatest day when nine of my best friends are dead." Yeah. Well, it was the world's greatest line I've ever i ever heard about warfare. He goes, "How can I celebrate? Nine of my best friends just died. What's the matter with you?"
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, that 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 kind of recognition is is what. Is what drove Patton and Eisenhower and a bunch of the other guys at the uh, you know at the Army General Staff School to to say to themselves in the 1930s, we're not going to get ourselves bogged down if we can possibly avoid it. And and that has colored. They watched what the Germans did in, in World War II with the with, with Blitzkrieg and mechanized warfare, and we we've taken you know solid lines out of that. But but the Ukrainians don't have. Because you know they they weren't set up for this. They don't have the the kind of uh, offensive capability that they need to to suppress these kinds of in depth fighting positions. They're they're doing it they're doing it gradually. They're using drones. They're they're they're, they're grinding them up. They just destroyed another uh, S S four hundred. Surface-to-air missile system, which which is very effective and gives wide area coverage. They just blew up their second one. They they destroyed one on, on Crimea. They just took out another one. This is going to degrade Russian capability to deal with aircraft and with with drones. Although I see and the same that,
6: th- same thing big, happening with big. the Ukraine situation. I don't care what's going down over there. I just don't want to send them any more money. We need the money here. Same thing you see with these, you know, the people coming across the border. And I get all about. The border control, the this, the that, all that kind of stuff. But the thing that I would at least hope to have in an educated American, well, why do you think they're here? Because we're letting them in. No, no they're here because their their country. You wouldn't want to live there. I wouldn't want to live there. I'm not saying we open the place up and make and make Illinois the new Venezuela. It's not where I'm going. But there at least needs to be that, some. That's thought. effectively what we're doing, though. But there, but there needs to be some thought of. Why are they here? I mean, especially if you're Irish, you're here because there's a friggin' tomato, potato famine, for God's sake.
4: Well, and, and, you know, the situation in the United States during the Irish, you know, the Irish Holdemore was, or, or genocide was dramatically different than it is now.
6: And, Still was and, better than there. Pardon me? Everything is relative, Lou. It was better than there.
4: Oh, I know it was, but, but, but in terms of our situation, it's dramatically different. And, and so we, I think I think the money being spent on Ukraine, notwithstanding the craziness of, of Matt Gates and the rest of those those guys uh, I think the money being spent on Ukraine is is worthwhile. I think it's worthwhile to send that kind of a signal to Russia. I think it's worthwhile to to grind down their their forces to kill their soldiers um, well and, and there are people here who say because
6: because the Ukraine government is corrupt okay which every government seems to be corrupt it, we hope ours it, is it, less corrupt every
4: government every government,
6: in that region, yeah. in the yeah, so because yeah. because he's corrupt, we have no business that is, that is so short sighted. Because if if Russia wants to take all their stuff back, if they got a guy like Putin, this is just one one domino in the row. Well,
4: yeah, I mean, do you think do you think there wouldn't the the, the people in Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania yeah. are not watching this like just with bated breath or Finland?
6: Well, or we got to day. remember what Churchill said about the U.S. Because Americans will eventually do the right thing after they've tried everything else first.
5: <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of truth A lot there. of truth
6: To Lou, take care of yourself, bud. Uh, S&P, by the way, is anybody still skiing? They can't be here. I mean, they, when did they all end, even with the, all kinds of snow? Uh, none of the resorts have opened yet. They'll open sometime. I mean, when did they, they finally close? Like July, November. some of them? Uh, I
4: think uh, the last one closed in uh, July, the end of June last year, or wow. this year.
6: Wow. All right, take care of yourself, bud. S&P futures now up to and futures up 27. Maybe we get two strong days in a row here, we can sure use it. I'll be right back, Mr. Danganiz.
3: Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. 8810, or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks,
6: jocks, and stocks and jocks. You are out of
2: control. Right here, right now, right here, right, right now.
0: We'll take this way too far. It'll leave you breathless or with a nasty scar.
6: Hello and welcome to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Greg on the board. S B features up a buck seventy-five. and features up twenty-five. We've been flipping back and forth across the, uh, uh, the flat line here. So, Greg, even though you've been playing those songs and stuff, let's just say this if this is dictated by you, I know. But if, if all of a sudden, like a guy like maybe Dan Janitas all of a sudden is uh, dating Taylor Taylor Swift, and it gets out there, and we all of a sudden we got nine zillion people listening to Stocks and Jacks, that wouldn't be a good thing. It's riding the wave. Chief. Riding the wave. <laughs> so, Dan. Uh, Good thing you're, good thing you're happily married, or else I'd see you on that, uh, the the uh, what the seventy two year old old guy bachelor
1: thing. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. My family has been encouraging me to watch it. I have not seen that yet though. Uh, well, the the at, at my local bar, I think a lot
6: of these places, might have, these places, these ladies, they reserved a spot. was it on Monday or Tuesday, Craig? The, the the original, the regular bachelor, they had like yeah. two or three tables of ladies. And the, the story was they 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 wanted a ten percent discount, and which the, the bartender gave them, and uh, they wanted to make sure they could hear the sound. So it's kind of a sports bar. So you go in there and there'd be a baseball game or football game, and all of a sudden you're all, all all you're hearing was The Bachelor and the guy balling and stuff. And I'm sitting there going, "You got to be kidding me!" And you got to watch the game, but they had the whole place commandeered.
1: See, that's too funny. I mean, I think that you know it's pro- probably is actually an interesting idea because it. Gives a little hope to to people, you know. Once they get up into our age range, that you know, there, there's still some hope left, right? <laughs> uh, well, there's some, some I guess.
6: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but the, the well, whatever. I, mean, I never thought they'd they'd do that, but evidently it's a big hit. I don't see, yeah, I, don't, I don't see it's three just tables. Like,
1: just like you were talking about Taylor Swift. I mean, there's certain certain things come and they're they're a fad for a period of time, and and you know, this then we're on to the next fad. Yeah. But yeah, in the middle of um, you know football season in the Chicago bar, I you know no. <laughs>
6: I know it's a so what's up? We have uh we 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 had questions for you um all week, because uh, somebody was talking Oh, God, I'm losing track of the different, the 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 sixty forty split you know where you should be fixed income versus other. This was with uh, Russell yesterday, and I said well Russell it just so happened I had a client I talked to uh actually dinner with him a couple of weeks ago and uh. Of course, it takes a while to get all your forms and stuff filled out, but they're coming in as a client. They've been a listener forever, and uh, and he and his wife are retired and a really nice couple, and uh, they they uh, you know they've got the amount of money people would have if you saved your whole way in your four hundred one k. And for them right now, I would I would say, and I you know I never give investment advice on, on the radio because you, you can only give the best advice to the person you're talking to because everybody's unique. I mean, I'm not. And not Merrill Lynch or everybody. Every square square peg goes in the round hole, and neither are you. But it just so happens right now, I actually pretty much said to them, "Let's let's be in the market forty percent protected, and until all this, you know, sifts its way out with the budget and all the other stuff, I have no problem being sixty percent in T bills. Now we're not talking thirty year bonds, for for T bills for six months. Let's just wait and see because if opportunity were to show up. We can sell those in a nanosecond and do something we're not we 're not hurting ourselves now that that's a sixty forty but that's a lot different than the sixty forty that you know sixty in any old bond you can find and and you know that kind of thing that's that's not what you and I are doing here even when you say maybe sixty percent in bonds you're talking about stuff that's that's uh you're getting your money back in a year or two we're not talking about forever here are we
1: right no it's it, it, we're in a um the bond market is 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 moving very rapidly as as, as we've noticed in terms of the way rates um, have have increased um, recently but you know we have to kind of go back and step back big picture and think of the average investor who still is an equity investor the average retail investor who's an equity investor and realize that during this period since 08 you know after 08 since 09 all the focus has been on equities, and it's only recently, since the Fed started increasing rates, that all of a sudden, wow now, we have some opportunities in fixed income. Now we've been in fixed income all along, and we've found opportunities in high yield bonds, which have performed quite well in recent years, but there there has not been any attention focused on, on trying to make money in the bond market. Now you can make money. You can make money on the short end, as you're saying, um, with T-bills, right now we were getting 5.6% on a six month T-bill. One thing that we do that adds some extra value is we don't simply buy them and hold them, we buy them and trade them in the secondary market. We're buying them in the secondary market and trading them. As a result, we have some all T-bill accounts right now that are that are getting more than 6% on an annualized basis, and that's net of fees. So there is a way of making money and it's you know it's taking it's taking T bills that have run up quicker um, and then selling them and buying a higher yielding one yeah, so if, there you, is a, if you've got a
6: a, only a six a month if you only got a six month piece of paper the, the the window for actually for trading a change in interest rate can't be more than like a week or two or a month can it
1: you can no you can I can trade them like I trade I mean they trade like uh, you know as you were saying they're extremely liquid so you can trade them anytime you want but you say you buy a six month today at 5.6 and then say three weeks from now that 5.6 has suddenly dropped to a 5.2 you could sell it at 5.2 and then buy another one at 5.6 so you're making money um you're making money in that trade so the individual secondary, you know, individual T-bills that are traded in the secondary market, you can find one for every six, for every one-week period.
6: Right, but let me take this in the, sort of the beginning, and you, if, if the difference, the difference between, I mean, for the listeners, they should know this, hopefully everybody does, if not, I'll give you a, a one minute. If you go out and buy a 30-year bond, okay, you're going to buy the bond, Dan will buy it for you, whatever, you can buy the bond, and you're going to get an actual interest payment, Correct. From the government. Yes. Well, if you buy a six-month T-bill, you buy it at a discount, and the, the interest rate is implied in the discount. At the end, if you buy a $1,000 T-bill, you're going to buy it for, what, 98-something-something. And at yes, the end of six exactly. months, you're going to yes. get the 1000 bucks. So the thing is is appreciating the whole way through. right? So uh-huh. if, you, if you sell it halfway through, it's going to be 99. So what you're saying is, you, I'm saying I think you've got to be kind of quick like a bunny, but if you bought a 30-year note at 8%, or 8% show my age, it's 6%, which it isn't even that now, say 4%, and all of a sudden the rates go to 2 that thing is going to appreciate to probably 120, and you can sell it and make a capital gain out of it. There's a big difference in how one moves versus the other because you don't have much time with the T-bill. I mean, if, if you right. did a 30-day you know, T-bill, you got no time, basically.
1: You, you know, and, and I think maybe I'm giving up... Us a little plug because we're we're doing this on a daily basis. Oh yeah, right. Which is pretty much impossible for for retail investors to do just because they don't have the institutional trading that we're getting. But 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 you are right. And in terms of going long and looking at, I mean, you know, thirty year, you know, bumping up against five percent now. In terms of going long, you have to have a lot of conviction that rates are going to come down. I would say we're still a little bit early. I think we might see one more. Uh, rate hike this year, but into next year, the bond market has a lot of opportunity to rally. And when I say that, we're still talking about treasury bills. We're, we're talking about treasury bills, absolutely, but we're still talking about, we're also talking about maybe the 10 year and then 20 year and even 30 year. And that's, and, and you're absolutely right, Chief, that's where you can make the most bang for your buck. Or get clobbered. We're still, we're still a little, exactly, we're still a little early. I think we have to wait till we get through this year before making those investments. You can start a little bit here, but I wouldn't jump in. I would I would start on days when the, the long bonds are, are trading up. If you can get 5%, buy a little bit, but don't make a big investment today hoping that it's going to pay off. We have a little bit of time in front of us still with this uncertainty. and. And there's been more uncertainty that's been added to the market, which, I mean, I'm sure you've already had a discussion with others, you know, regarding, um, you know, somewhat of a loss in confidence, I think, you know, based on McCarthy getting ousted, um, and and a number of other things that have to do with, uh, you know, that just bring general, you know, the Ukraine situation that you were talking about earlier um, with Lou, and and there those can, those will continue to add uncertainty to the market. What's gonna drive the market or what's seeming to drive the market a little bit is the, the very recent drop in oil prices. If that continues, that will be good. Um there is still, you know, the, the there's still time to go on the jobs front. So the jobs numbers, you know, if we if we really analyze them, they look very different month to month. But if you take a bigger picture like we do when you talk to the CEOs of the companies and if you just look around and see there there is still a lot of companies that are having trouble retaining good quality talent so whether you're in manufacturing or whether you're in you know you running the pharmacy um, it doesn't matter which field you're in there's still the vast majority of business owners and CEOs of companies Will tell you that there's still challenges in finding good quality help. Well, there's
6: always a challenge, Dan. And you know what? It's when you if you talk. By the way, I love the fact that you, you talk to these guys. But the, the the first day ever, you come across one of these guys, um, and it says, "Boy, all I have to do is put out." A, a, I was going to say a one ad. I was a to my head. All I got do is put out a one ad, looking for uh, machine repairman. Fifty bucks an hour, and I get five applications. The day you have, somebody ever says that, it, it's like trying to find a farmer who ever made any money.
1: Right? I mean, no, that, I agree. You totally know, agree.
6: I mean, it, there, there's never going to be an, a, a, a labor market where they can get the people they feel they need without training them themselves. I'm not saying bad about these guys at the price yeah. they want to pay. That's never going to happen. It's like it's like asking people on the trading floor if they ever had a winning day. The answer is always no, and yet they got – you seem to have money That's, right
1: yeah i mean i, I agree and i and, and i don't i agree to a certain degree but the, where, where i don't agree is just that i think we're in it we are still in this unusual environment yes i think there's also been a psychological shift since covid from what seemed to be everybody wants to work and, and work hard and have a job and if you if you make more money you can you can live a more comfortable life which has sort of been more the the american way to a, a very different attitude about work, which is really prevalent, and I can't say to all young people because certainly the ones in, in our family and, and all my friends' children are in this, are all very hard workers. But I will say it's it's been hard for me to attract talent. And when I say that, it's not hard to get a, a resume in, but it's hard to get somebody who wants to to work hard, that wants to you know give that extra. That wants to show up for meetings sometimes. Well, they're, they're, so, so there, there, are definitely challenges.
6: Their view um, of work is is totally different. I won't say totally, but it's. I just did. It uh, is somewhat different than ours, Dan. I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, I always did. I did good in grammar school. I did. I was in honors in high school. Yet, the first chance I got to be a janitor at the Chicago Public Schools, I jumped all over it. I didn't, you know, that was that. I was, I learned how to, you know, varnish floors and clean bathrooms and the other stuff, but it was, it was a great job for for somebody then who was trying to save up money for college and for some beers when I got there. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you could. I mean, I don't want to throw poor Matty Weber under the bus, but back in two thousand and seven, when we got laid off, right, we were we were already friends. We were playing ball for the score and stuff, and uh, so all his buddies all get laid off, and I said, you know, Matt, uh, I could probably get us a couple of uh, house painting jobs. I said, I'll teach you guys how to do it. I am mean, you know, even in that age, I wasn't anxious to run up and down at letters like I did when I was younger. I said, but we can we can make some money every weekend. I said, I, I can get us some jobs. And, uh, oh, chief, we don't want to do anything like that. And that. That would not have, Kevin and I painted, painted a whole summer, Kevin who comes on the show with us. Kevin and I, were, you know, that's how long we've been friends. The, the idea of, of, of anybody switching gears, even for a summer, to go work in a factory or something, they, don't, they look at you like you got four heads. Yeah. It's, a, it's a totally different world. And said, if there's a job, I can do it. I mean, Kevin, we're construction on a, on the a, a road. Name me, Greg, name me 50, 25 year olds now or 20 year olds that are going to go work construction on a, on a Dan Ryan. Nobody.
1: Right. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's the difference. And to add to that, which is, you know, I think another point I wanted to make in terms of the, the job situation. You have the actors strike, you have the UAW strike, and now the nurses at Kaiser Permanente out in California, there was a really good point made about this nurse strike, and it isn't so much, hey, we you know, we want more money, because I do think um, the salaries for nurses have actually increased, but what they're saying is, hey, there's not enough help, so we are expected to be there every day to fill in for those vacant jobs. and and that would be the case of anybody in a field that's in high demand where the, you know, the, the, the supply demand is, is imbalanced. What they're saying is, you know, hey, we still need our time off. Hey, we don't, you know, we don't want to be called in on our one day off that we have to run errands. Or, hey, we don't want to miss a, a vacation where we can have that break from this challenging work environment. So, so those are the, I think those are those things just kind of exaggerate the problem that already exists Dan, you there. remember
6: us uh was it a year or two ago, and everybody was all over the uh, locomotive engineers yes. that was like that was like ninety percent of the problem remember when when Biden got involved and of course he didn't know anything about what the thing was even for you know he, he demanded that they go back to work with this kind of raise so that was another raise had nothing to do with it. it had to do with every every day you were off if you if you're supposed if you got Saturday and Sunday off and you're at a barbecue on Saturday and they called you and didn't show up within an hour or you got like you almost got fired. Like, I mean, Your yeah. day off was not a day off.
1: exactly. Yeah. And and we're kind of used to that a little bit, right? Because our the markets never close when we go on vacation. I think you know we, we, we have to still stay stay somewhat in touch. But you but no, you're absolutely right. And that's the that's an environment I think that we have to um that we have to consider when we're t- when we're looking at Uh, the forecast for the economy and the current situation that we're in because that's going to continue to put somewhat upward pressure on inflation and and rates.
6: Nobody ever wants to put, last comment on this, then we'll talk more about the the market and stuff, but nobody ever wants to put themselves in the other person's spot. Nobody, the, the, uh, one of the guys who I, you know, I met and, um, he still owes me a ride on a locomotive someday. I don't know how I'm going to do that without anybody seeing me, but I'd love to. Uh, the, uh, he said, you know, when, when the new head of the Union Pacific or one of those guys, only like four of them left, came in and said, We're gonna we're gonna reduce staff over the next ten years by like twenty five percent and they managed to make it to like twenty two percent before there was a strike. Whole idea was we're not gonna have anybody here and if anybody has to work overtime or we gotta go an extra day, that's just what they have to do. Well, that's not that's not right. I mean, uh, yeah. it has more to do but then the regular person, you know, who does who has I'm not saying they their mind isn't big enough what i'm saying is they have other stuff to do and they can't focus on it hey those guys got a 20% raise i don't care about the rest of it you know I, they they got more, 20% i got 10 i don't care if they got to work 8 days a week i mean it you it's it's really hard for people to put themselves in the other person's spot absolutely. even for a second
1: yeah absolutely i absolutely agree that's and you know people's circumstances are different but it's i think the the position that i have a hard time putting myself in is is somebody who um, is healthy and 30 years old who just doesn't want to work.
6: That's that's an issue. So yeah.
1: That 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 that's and that's unfortunately something that exists today. And and the the complication with all of this is that again it puts upward pressure on inflation, which people don't realize. There's a simple solution to this: more people getting back to work. Um, I was in line when I was up in Boston last week to get a rental car. Our way, once I got to the to the to the um, counter to get the car and then once I was told that I had to pay extra money because they only had electrics if I wanted a gas vehicle I had to pay $150 extra and then on top of that once I went out they gave me a car the woman was fantastic that I dealt with but she had limited resources that we go outside to get the cars and there's 10 people waiting and then people are cutting each other off and all that you know because people had obligations that they had to get to and Next thing you know, it's two hours later, and I've paid $150 extra. So, what I blame that on is the lack of help. You know, that the long wait in getting the cars back and all that, and just higher, hard, especially in a city where the cost of living is so expensive. So, I will will bet,
6: I'll bet Dan that if you could dig into the payroll in the in the cost, you'll find in the last five years the cost of renting a car is up 40 to 50 percent, and the average raise has been 15
1: yeah that's true that's why they're having trouble it's a very simple thing. that's why they have trouble finding finding good good help i did have a i found you know there's a a woman who was fantastic that helped me at the counter but aside from that that you know it's it just kind of um there it was a clear cut it was a simple story that was sort of clear cut about what's going on right now and you see that i think especially in the high you know the more expensive cities where it's just hard to, you know, to find help because those people can't afford to live there. And, and you're right, they're not paying them enough. So because they're not paying them enough in order to keep the businesses going, they have to increase wages or they have to provide another, um, you know, well, another it's a, it's,
6: it's a commitment. I mean, to work at a, a a rental car place is not the same sort of commitment to become a, a skilled machinery worker or tool and die maker or something like that because now you're talking about a career. I mean, you and I could go work at the rental car place for a year while we're going to night school or something and, and, and say this isn't my this isn't my final destination, but it's good for a while. There's, there's sort of a difference there. I'm mean, kind of surprised those guys are having trouble getting people, and they're just not paying enough probably. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, what, what did Milton Friedman say? There's no such thing as a shortage of just too low of a price?
1: Yeah, but, yeah, no, he's, he, yeah, good point. I mean, I, I totally agree on that, and it's, so I think, and again, just sort of in looking around and, and looking at outlook for both the stock market as well as the economy. I mean, I think in the in terms of the stock market, I think we uh, we were kind of right on the money a couple months ago when we said we're time to lighten up. And I think the, the S&P is down close to 10% since we made that call. So we lightened up considerably in, in equities during that during this period. And there will be some bargains coming up. I think it's still a little too soon to jump in. Um, if you look at the, I don't know if anyone else has given this statistic, but if you look at the performance of the S&P 500 during 2023, um, it was up about 10%. But if you take out the Magnificent Seven, um, the Metas and the and the Alphabets and the Teslas, um, it's basically flat. The Dow is basically flat to down this year. Russell's, Russell's Dow down. Was, uh, yeah, in, in the Russell 2000, which is small caps. So where we're, we have been focused um, in terms of you know six-month T-bills, um, corporate bonds, uh, some of the smaller cap names that have like otter tail that, is, that have sort of weathered some of this erosion in the equity market, we tend to like those names more as the market drops. We don't see the what's going on in the economy impacting those companies as well. We see... It being what we call market contagion or selling off in sympathy with the market. So there will be more opportunity as the market sells off. My advice to listeners is be patient right now. Be patient. Um, Put the money in six-month T-bills. If you're trying to decide what to do, wait for the opportunities when something sells off. Don't try to jump the market too quickly because I think we have a little more erosion before – before there's going to be the green light to uh, move forward. Dan, what
6: do you make of uh, the, uh, I mean, you don't, you don't get all the n- numbers like I do in, uh, from the place we do business with, subcontract. Dan and I do some subcontract work for a place together. Uh, you know, it has different spots. People who want to be more aggressive, people who want to do covered right stuff, people who want to be in the dividend stocks and those kinds of things. The people who have absolutely gotten decimated are the people in the dividend stocks. Yes. Uh, because I mean, as everybody should know, as interest rates go up, if you have a stock, I'll say telephone, that basically is there because of the income and the dividend stream, as soon as the interest rates go up, the dividend stream's not worth as much as stock goes down. Those those particular, if you would have lined up at the beginning of, like last year, when uh, if you were in the, the high-tech stuff that had the horrible year, if you were in the NVIDIA, the Tesla, all those things, those things were down, Apple, Microsoft, they were down Collectively, what two trillion dollars or some incredible number? Maybe three. If you added the the losses of all last year, so a real lot of people, uh, you know, essentially said, "I don't want any part of those things. Get me in the fixed income kind of stocks where well, they didn't go in the T bills like Dan and I maybe would have recommended, but they wanted to be in, you know, the telephones, a lot of the oil companies. This is what saved some of the oil companies? Oil going up. But but it's your telephone, it's your Verizon, it's your utilities, and it's your a lot of your oil companies, maybe even a Triple M, those kind of places. Those are your places that that pay you, send you a check every quarter, right, Dan? And, and uh, if those out of and that would be considered by most a very conservative portfolio. But it, but it's not <laughs> when it, when, it, when interest rates are moving around this idea of people's view of this conservative stuff or not when interest rates go from two to let's let's say 7 let's hope they don't go there i don't care who you are you're you're in trouble there right your income stream is not worth as much no matter what it is and,
1: exactly and i think what the other thing is there's there's um you know again sub, a substitution if you will or or there's an alternative investment that provides more interest income and a lot less risk so you're talking about you know how attractive does a telephone company that pays a Four percent dividend. Look, compared to a, uh, a six-month T bill that's paying five and a half percent, and if you live in Illinois, you're getting your interest on that. Um, it, the the there's no the the interest that you receive on T bills is tax exempt from both state and local taxes. So there's that additional tax benefit and you you are in a risk free investment. But Dan so it looked it have...
6: looked it looked beautiful when the when the T bills were half a percent.
1: Right. Exactly. So
6: and, and you and but, I I mean as much as you know people can disagree with our, our politics or whatever, you and I have been spot on in this for the last two years and uh Look, you gotta you gotta move into into something risk free, but don't think bonds are risk free, long term bonds. Don't think uh these stocks are risk free. They're risk free in the sense that I think telephone's gonna be here and you're gonna get your dividend. I don't I don't have any I hope I don't have any doubt about that. But it's how it's valued. And now it's not right. valued as much. And if if rates I mean telephone at the beginning of the year was uh well it was it was it made it up to twenty in in uh in February. Now it's fourteen sixty four. If these rates go to eight percent, it's going to be eleven, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just
6: and there's there's yep. no ifs ands or
1: buts. Absolutely. There's there's it becomes um, the you know again the trade off between and you have to look at the, the what we call risk adjusted returns and then that you know there is an opportunity cost and there is a you know a, a loss as you're as you're mentioning that. Um, when rates are higher than than what your current dividend is, and, and there's a, you know the market outlook is flat to maybe down a little, um, you're losing relative to the risk-free rate, and that's not a good thing. But
6: uh, having said that, uh, Dan, given the carnage that's in this area this week, um, if if somebody wandered into our place and says, here's 20 million bucks, would you put some in this in the dividend stacks this area would you put you know five percent of a ten percent now is it i mean i don't i don't know if these rates are going to go any higher i mean this could this could be the bottom i mean uh i uh
1: yeah, I, I think we still have a i would wait it out a little bit i'd be a little bit patient i might throw throw, throw some money in t bills right now i think we we aren't fully finished with the i don't think this is the bottom Okay. And and I think once we know we get a um, I think two things that'll happen to watch carefully. One is watch oil. So oil prices seem to have come off down a little bit recently. I know gas prices here in Florida are lower. Um, that gets consumer confidence up. That gets investor confidence up. So that's one thing. The second thing is watch the Federal Reserve. There are two more meetings this year, so just be patient. Let's see what happens. I think there might be one one hike after that, and then I think it's going to be it. So once we get past, once we get a better understanding of where the Fed is, I think then it's time to move on. And the third thing, which I said two things, but there is a third thing, kind of watch this job situation that I'm talking about. Look around, see when you walk into a restaurant, whether it's well-staffed and you're getting a good quality service, or the same quality service that you got a few years ago. Um, If you're getting a rental car, you may have the same experience as me and you may not, but... Um, just kind of look around, but also understand that most of the companies are still having struggles on this front. And as long as that's the case, there will be upward pressure.
6: Dan, give us a I mean, a, a two-minute. You mentioned earlier uh, some of the stuff going on in Washington. We don't have time for a whole political dissertation. We could be here a week. Uh, my opinion, I'll lob this one out there. It's nothing but an opinion that most yes. a lot of people have this view, and it's, it seems it's been getting worse over the last decade or two. About dysfunctional the whole Trump phenomenon, and that that he's the cause of it uh is that somehow or another, with the people trading in Washington and this the other stuff they're 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 even less functional than maybe traditional they were, even though always, there's always been stories about crazy stuff all through the years uh to me this thing in the in the House of Representatives this is a new low, essentially putting yourself out of business they've they haven't done that ever I mean, they've always managed even though they were fighting like cats and dogs, they managed to stay in the room fighting. This this leaving the room, what if these idiots don't come back for 60 days and we blow through this debt ceiling and everything else? How does how does the government get so bad that they they put themselves out of business? That, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, you gotta, it's, here, it's, here it is. the think that
1: the short-sighted, their short-sighted uh, egos are, are not considering the big picture and really considering all, all Americans when they're making decisions like this where I think for the most part, I don't wanna say our business is immune because it certainly isn't, but where I think our business isn't directly impacted, I think now it is because there's, a, that this creates a, a lot of confidence in the system and also the uncertainty of what can happen. And and everyone that I've seen that has, every single um, report that I've seen has been, okay, we're not sure what's gonna happen. Not, you know, here's the solution to this and here's what's gonna happen next. So. So the, the uncertainty does not help. I, you know, in terms of additional spending, um, you know, I, without going into detail, spending continues to be an issue. Um, and I think that's an issue that needs to be, um, um, we need to kind of put an end to it, or we at least need to to look at the budget a little bit more closely when just spending well, Dan,
6: money. How, how does, we got a dash, but how does, if, if we go through 45, or now 40 days, and it's 70 days. How does Powell not turn the printing press on just to try and save something?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. That's, that that's, that could be, that's a possible outcome of this if, if this, if this does, ex- if this extends. So, so that's why I say wait, uh, in the short run here. You know, wait, be a little patient before you step in because it could be more opportunities in the near future. You're not going to miss out on a huge amount of upside by waiting. Okay, but
6: take care of yourself. We'll talk at you, you sure. uh, Next week, if not sooner,
1: uh, SP futures you.
6: down nine. We're not, not hanging in there, Dan. We're leaking here. and SP futures down ten. Nasdaq futures down twenty-seven. We'll see. We get two winning days. We'll be right back, Mr. John Flanagan.
0: Stocks, jocks, and
2: stocks, and jocks. You are
6: out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right, now. right now. Hello, and Jacks. Greg Pappas on the board. S&P futures down 13 now. Greg, we, we couldn't we couldn't have it up here, bud. We, uh, we tried to hold it up, but uh, not so much, eh? The... Uh, uh, well, I'll get the uh, the other guys here. And as day futures, uh, say. By the way, we haven't talked about this, uh, Greg. I don't know why. But the VIX yesterday morning was over twenty, and now it's back down to eighteen seventy-two. So it dropped quite a bit yesterday. It's over twenty for a we couple days. We were selling day. options. Yeah. Well, well, you you personally went and sold like a couple thousand lots. Definitely. The guy like you, why not? You know, uh, individual stocks in the Dow this morning. I've got Caterpillar uh, down eighty cents, eighty-eight cents. Uh, Chevron down one thirteen because oil prices are down again. But Dow futures are only down 54, so we're not, It's not any massive sell-off here, but we also cannot stay above the flat line either. Jobless claims increased slightly to 207,000 for the week that just came out. Um, I don't know what the continuing claims were, we'll maybe get to that in a second. DAX up, these guys are up though now, they weren't up a while ago. DAX up 37.2%, FTSE up 51, they were, I think, unchanged. change, that's 0.7%. around up 22.3%. So they're having a little bit of a bullish day over there. in Asia, Nikkei up 548, 1.8%. Sounds like a real lap, But weren't they down like 700 yesterday? Uh, their, their, their day-to-day moves are getting almost like in the 2% range. Hang Seng up 18.1%, but still mired down in the low 17,000, 17,213. Shanghai still closed. was uh, a way review yesterday, we had a rally roughly two-thirds of, of the sell off the day before, so kind of a Fibonacci deal. Dow was up 127, S&P up 34, NASDAQ up 176, we've got bonds up two basis points, 4.76, so they retreated uh, yesterday, but now it's, they're creeping up a little bit again today. I'm talking about bonds, I'm talking about the 10-year rate. Uh, the bond unchanged 2.94, Japan unchanged at 0.81, we've got oil, which has been coming down, down under 38 cents today, 83.84. Brent down 34 cents, 85.47. Natural gas up six cents, over three bucks at 3.02. Arbab up a penny to 2.21. We've got gold. Uh, well, we had a dead cat bounce about 60 cents, but now it's down a buck 80. Bull, gold can it, get a bid here, 1833. Silver unchanged, 2114. We've got Bitcoin up 32 bucks, 27.705. We have the U.S. dollar virtually unchanged. What well, is unchanged against Europe? And it's slightly uh, slightly higher against the pound, the pound at 121, the euro at 105. A lot of stuff there, Greg. Ouch.
2: Good morning, everyone. 737 right now, 65 degrees Chicago, 71 today. Showers early this morning. Phoenix, 68 right now, 100 today with hot, plenty of sun. Traffic-wise, Kennedy, Montrose in is 35 minutes. Eden's, Lake Cook via the Kennedy is, uh, let's see, 64 minutes. Eisenhower from Wolf to the Interchange is 45. The Ryan is 33 minutes in from 95th. And Stevenson from I-94 to Dan Ryan is 44 minutes. Sports, we got the Bears at the Commanders tonight. Washington favored by 6 supposedly for Eber Flus's job. That's all I got, Chief. Thank um, you.
6: Now, wh- where does this hot rumor come from? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the the, the, the the Cubs for some reason. Uh, if you go to the Cubs, you know, just Chicago Cubs, where they give the scores and everything, they let all these people, I was going to say something nasty, just have their Twitter feed f- file into the Cub site. Why? Why they, not? What's, what's the point? They're all experts and none of them know anything. Does anybody know anything? Does anybody know what really time what time it is? Does anybody really care? I don't think so. Um, I mean, why 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 would you put on there, on, on the Cub site, uh, Three players that shouldn't be on the team anymore. This is Greg Pappas guy, he sucked. Why would that be on the why should that be on the Cubs site for somebody on the Cubs to read? If it's somewhere, let it be somewhere. But why why should it be there? Content. Content. <laughs> I guess. What about Flanning? Anything to say about him?
5: Well, it's it's like the Oscar Wilde dictum, Tom. The only thing worse than not being talked the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. I guess and if you get people to, to talk about it good or bad on your own site, I guess that's considered a plus. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So so if 50 people write in, this Flanagan guy sucks, that's good? Well, it's good if you're trying to just stir up interest in your own platform. You I guess. You don't care about Flanagan. Of course, who cares what people think about him anyway? But it, it, it's traffic for your site, and I guess the Cubs feel that this is you know, worth the exposure. I, I think it's kind of counterproductive for their brand, but, but when were the Cubs ever worried about their brand?
6: I just, you know, I mean... It, it, it is, uh, it's, it's amazing what, what things what things focus on. I was, uh, the other night, and Greg knows the creature I'm talking about. Um, I said something about, I was listening to Matt Ryan before the game, and he, he seems to know a lot about quarterbacking, duh. He was the starting quarterback for, where did, where did he go to school, uh, Greg? He was uh, a B.C.? It was B.C., yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've always think thought he was a really bright guy. He was talking about some of the fundamentals that Justin Fields doesn't have, one of them being... When he when he puts under center, when he turns the, to drop back, he turns his back to the play, and he goes, "You can't do that." I mean, how do you how does a quarterback turn his back? To, you're supposed to be watching the field the whole time. That's 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 your job, man. And uh, he goes, and then sure enough, the last play where he got hit and and the ball fell out and the guy scored a touchdown, he had turned his back to the play. And when he turned around, the guy was right there. Not that he could have avoided him or should have, but at least he would have seen him coming. So <laughs> the other night. We're sitting over at the series, and I go, you know, what, this Matt Ryan. I right, you can't listen to him. He he choked in the Super Bowl. He did what? He choked in the Super Bowl like 15 years ago. So what? He still knows a lot about quarterbacking. I right, know you can't you can't <laughs> you can't listen to him. He choked one day. I said, first of all, I don't know if he necessarily choked. The team lost. Maybe the other team played real well. Eh, and what, once what you get this. You start judging people by, like, one day or one quarter, or one afternoon. quarterbacks. armchair quarterbacks? Uh, armchair quarterbacks, as my, my grandmother used to say. What are you, an armchair quarterback? Why not you go out and play? <laughs> if I was in front of the Bear game, why don't you get your buddies to go out and play? What are you doing here watching it? You know, that, was, that was how I grew up. You know, what are you doing watching it? Go out and play. The, uh, anyway, so, Jan, we were a different era. What can I say? But, <laughs> I I mean, got to what uh, I still am absolutely, the more I read about it, I, I can't believe that the House of Representatives essentially put themselves out of business for for any period of time
5: I don't I can't even you know, it's it's really what the eight Republicans that were responsible for it you know had everybody held ranks on it there wouldn't have been any vacation of the seat but the fact that the Democrats voted Locke's step to get rid of mom McCarthy is I think the, the bigger story here what do they have to gain by doing that other than to create havoc for the Republicans? Well, so I, don't, I don't know I the
6: history d- of that. I mean, when, when you have, uh, say, say a house comes in, say there's, what is 435 people? You're right?
5: Yep.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's 435, so if, if 235 are Republicans or 235 are Democrats, and you vote for a Speaker, even if, even if the Speaker is, you know, Solomon, Everybody, nobody on the other side votes for the guy, right? They vote. They they have a guy who's running for speaker too. And if you're, and if you're the, the minority party, your guy is going to lose, right? The question: Can the but other people? It, has, it
5: hasn't always been that
6: way. That's what I'm asking. Is it has it always been that way?
5: No, and there were there were you know speakers who had broad bipartisan appeal, um, and, and had friends you know on both sides, some good friends on the opposing side, and it, same thing with their dealings with. You know that whoever was in the White House at the time too, uh, it didn't matter that they were on opposite sides the. You know. So there, there were there were
6: times when Republicans controlled the House or the Democrats, where they put up somebody that the other side didn't have didn't have a competing person where they voted for their person. Was it now? It's what Jeffries everybody votes for on the Democratic side if if they were the, was he the well, guy? That,
5: right. So, I, that's why I blame the, You know, the Democrats. The only thing they had to gain from putting the, the House pretty much. Out of business temporarily was to embarrass the Republicans we're, because we're, there were en- en- enough, you know, eight disaffected Republicans.
6: Well, let's put who, this, let's change know, change what you just said a little bit, if you don't mind. They they aided the Republicans in embarrassing themselves.
5: Well, yeah, I mean it was a very yeah. small portion of the Republicans yeah. who wouldn't submit to the party dictates here, and you know, the, to listen to, to Gates, you know, it was because McCarthy had pulled a fast one on aid to Ukraine. And, you know, that hasn't really been talked about very much, but that was the reason I heard why he, you know, swore vengeance against him because he felt that, you know, that this now was, you know, something that had been done with a bait and switch that had been taken out of the negotiations, you know, for getting over the the debt, you know, problems and the government closure, but all of a sudden the the aid for Ukraine magically materialized and Gates blamed McCarthy for that. So, um, that's, I think, the reason here. Maybe McCarthy couldn't quite hold his coalition together, which seems pretty clear, but the Democrats were perfectly, you know, happy to sit back and, and make this happen. And I don't, you know, the only thing that, again, the only, it isn't like they're going to increase their likelihood of getting any kind of further leverage down the road by this, or to, you know, get a crack at some kind of legislative breakthrough of whatever logjam is going to be coming up here. It was just to pimp the Republicans. So, you know, I there's enough pimping going on for both Oh, sides without a doubt. Here.
6: But I'm saying they, 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 they didn't. I mean, right now, there isn't anybody in the country, I don't think, that thinks the Democrats shut down Congress. I mean, just from the PR side. I mean.
5: Well, that's, the, the polls don't confirm that,
6: Tom. Well, there's going to be some people on the Republican side that will blame the Democrats for whatever. Right. I mean, this,
5: is, As I said a couple of weeks ago on the show, the whole reason for the, the drama surrounding the government shutdowns is who could they blame it on and get away yeah. with blaming and I don't think, you know, the Democrats are, are scot-free in the polls. Oh, no, no, about without a doubt. I just they, say, even in the polls, well, well, can you,
6: Free. since you have much more knowledge of this history than I do, it had to have been before Gingrich when people would vote for the same person. What about, was a guy like... Uh, O'Neill. I, O'Neil. I was I to say Tip O'Neill. Would he, would he Would he? have been elected by both Or going
5: even farther back, Sam Rayburn. People like this who were...
6: I thought Rayburn was a senator. He's, he's a rep. Yeah, he was speaker of the house. I oh, mean, okay, all right, okay. Unless unless I, know, I, can, I know Tip O'Neill was, was was very popular. Uh,
5: yeah, right, and Jim Wright too. I mean, these were these were moderate. I mean, one of the keys to their success was that they they came from the you know the Democrats came from the more conservative wing of the party, and you know. I remember
6: uh, Tom Foley, who was the speaker after Tip O'Neill, came and spoke at the at the CBO, and I was pretty impressed. Soft spoken, real big, huge guy. He was taller than me, like six six. Uh, very comfortable in any kind of situation, and uh, somebody says, uh, "What do you th- What do you think of uh, Tip O'Neill?" And he goes, "He goes. Tip was absolutely fearless. <laughs> he goes. He never He never saw a, a barroom brawl that he didn't feel he belonged in. <laughs> he goes. He was. He, you You could drink with the guy. you so said you could cut a deal with him. and You could fight with him. You always listened to you. You always listened to your point of view. He said you couldn't like the guy. He goes. One night he was going to this group, this very conservative group. You know these businessmen that. You know uh, you know walk both ways against the window uphill to go to school you know up my bootstraps kind of guy so he gets there and some guy like accuses him of uh you know some welfare thing and he goes well you know i've I sort of define welfare as uh anything that government gives to somebody that they maybe don't necessarily earn and he goes you know there's a lot of that going around even rich people some poor people this is long before you know the covid stuff and everything and uh and one guy gets all pissed off at him, and he goes, all right, hold that thought. He goes, how many people in this room, I mean, you guys are all self-made men, you're all businessmen, blah, 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 you do it your way, you know, the government's in your way all the time, blah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. He goes, all right, let me ask, how many people here, either you or your dads went to school on the GI Bill? And of course, like, half the hands go up. And the other is, how many people here of a parent, maybe have had an operation or something, Got paid for by Medicare that they didn't really pay for, and neither did you. He like, goes like the other half goes up, and he goes, "Would you mind asking your question again?" And the guy goes, "I withdraw the question." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, but but Foley said tip head away. He didn't he didn't care how much it swung at him. He was he was resilient. He was a tough old Irish guy from where from Boston, right? And uh, yeah. and he he take on any crowd. That's what that's what uh, really I was really taken with. Uh, Karen Reeves, you know, obviously Democrat running for Bobby Rush's spot. And I said, you know, just to change that district to where they're way south of I-80 in some of those areas. And we're talking about, you know, towns that are all, you know, Republican. It's, it's very rural. It's, you know, it's and – I, and I go, uh, Karen, how did, how did you like going to the rodeos down there? And she goes, I loved it. She goes, I, I'll go anywhere. I don't care. She goes, I, I like all kinds of people. And I said, well, what was your connection? She goes. What do you mean? What's my connection? I'm a mother. I have a blind kid. Half the place in there are women. They know what being a mother's like. They know the challenges. I connect with everybody. I'm not afraid anywhere. I I, I was so impressed when she said that. You know. Um, she goes. I I connect. You're supposed to connect with everybody if you're in office. I don't think there's a lot of that going around in Washington. I wish she was there instead of Jesse's kid. To be honest with you, I wonder what she'd
5: say about. Well, all Nancy, this. Nancy Pelosi was not the first speaker of the House to. You know, govern the way she did, but it was well, whatever her f- level of fearlessness was. Um, it didn't extend to no. respect. Well, she, didn't have, she didn't have
6: anywhere near the personality of Tip O'Neill or anything like that, She was not even
5: close. Oh, oh god, no, but, but I mean, so you know, the, her rule book, and I can think of other people too who have played by it is, um, when you have the votes, you can screw the other side at every opportunity, and you know. That's
6: not it's good the, government, know, John. Is, that's uh,
5: your behavior during, during the State of the Union address by the president or pronouncements about you know blaming the, the other side for everything that you yourself couldn't accomplish. Um, but but there was, there was never any sense that I need these people at some point. That's, that's horse bleep, bleep government
6: when people do that. That's horse bleep government. I mean, when, when Teddy Kennedy died, and a lot of conservatives, of course, you know, can't stand him. You couldn't have somebody across the bridge, that kind of thing. Well, John McCain came out, and I started asking him about him, and he goes, he goes, our politics were absolutely opposed. He goes because he goes, you got to add more beers with that guy than anybody else in Congress. He goes, he was by far the best chairman of a committee in a sense that he was the most prepared. He had the best people working for him. And if you were on his committee, if you disagreed with anything, you got a chance to talk. He listened to you. He goes, Many times a bill got changed because of what you said, even though you were you were diametrically opposed politically, that you got your you got your chance to talk, and by the way, if it made sense, the bill changed your way. Because you never felt like you were an outlier in the room, even if you couldn't stand the guy's politics. Which is which is really a, that's, I used to be a committee chairman of the CBA, not the same thing. That's, you have to do that. You can't make people feel that you're in here because you have to be in here, shut up and because I don't care what you say. You, you can't do that to people. We do, though, now, it seems.
5: Well, it, it, the key, and, and it's, it goes for, for both houses, you know, the, the Senate and, and the House, that is to make the opposition as irrelevant as possible, and that means, you know, whether you know, you just you know, stymie anything that arises from the other side, or insult people publicly, or you know, pretend that you can govern without them, which is is kind of you know, if you were, been, if you if
6: it was nineteen sixty some, Jen, and you. Where you fought in Europe, and you knew I was a destroyer captain in the, su- in the South Pacific. You and I would never treat each other that way with
5: that kind of disrespect. I don't. Well, think. you couldn't. You know, in a life or death situation, you couldn't let that kind of stuff get in the way of what your what your real objectives were. You assumed you had enough objectives in common that you could fight together side by side. Plus, if you're enough of a bleep, you might.
6: Difference. If you're enough of a bleep, you might get your eye dotted. Yeah maybe we need to maybe we need a little of that what do you what do you think oh oh so you think I'm a
5: bleep <laughs> how do you think what do you think of me now
6: I we, well, can't, we can't do that anymore i mean it,
5: it, was, it was instructive when when gates was um speaking you know in this whole mess with you know you know vacating the, the speaker's position but um gates was taking on people on both sides of the aisle who's you know idea of governing is merely to use whatever happens in the house or whatever they can get on C-SPAN and using their film clips for fundraising or to sh- show their favor with lobbyists it's got to stop and he was being cheered by people both yeah. sides of the aisle so whatever you think of Gates I don't you know I think he's a, a totally loose cannon. Well that was my so next question he,
6: what, is, what is the source of the obvious enmity between those two guys do you have an idea? Oh
5: no I, well I think you know um, he he has always felt, um, the Gates, that is, has, has always felt that McCarthy promised way too much to get the position in the first place. And remember all the hoopla, you know, when they couldn't get enough votes for him and how the Democrats were constantly, you know, this, how embarrassing this was for them and what a disgrace and blah, 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 blah. Then you know, McCarthy finally, you know, had the votes and became Speaker. Um, but I think that there has never been any kind of agreement that they were really on the same side of a lot of stuff and i think you know gates only recently has has sort of gone off the reservation and you know spoken about you know mccarthy's total betrayal and i don't know if that's you know the proper way to go about it um i do think that you know the republicans have got some you know issues with, with trying to meld their 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 votes or their voting strength um and the Democrats have effectively papered over that. I mean, there, there's this, this monolithic madness <laughs> the Democrats, um, you know, are exercising. But you know, another sign of it, too, Tom, is when you know Patrick McHenry, who's the new, you know, the acting speaker, um, threw Pelosi out of her hideaway office. First of all, what, what, what uh, is it? What she doesn't still the speaker's office, does she? Which office is she in? It's well, it's, it's apparently a courtesy, and Steny Hoyer has one too. Um, they're, they're courtesy offices that are not, you know their designated office or whatever. And I think as long as you can stay and you good graces of whoever could take the, the office away from you, you can keep it. Um, but McCarthy, you know, felt betrayed by Pelosi because you know she wouldn't support him. Um, although he, she had committed to support him in previous discussions, apparently, and said so she would stand by him as Speaker, and then she pulled the plug, and, of course, then they'd throw her out of her office, as they should. <laughs> they well, should I mean, I mean, she, she's, if if she's in
6: the Speaker's office, and he's the new Speaker. I mean, somebody should yeah. just leave. Be,
5: yeah, uh, well, I mean, but, I mean, McCarthy had not pulled rank on her that way because he had trusted her, saying that she would support him as, you know, they had this kind of handshake agreement, which clearly went south. Um, but this is the way people now behave You know, with each other. It's all about trust, and th- there's not a lot of it. And boy, wh- when it, there's the veneer of trust and somebody betrays it, it's, you know, uh, get off t- the big job. Two gun, questions.
6: One is, uh, well, I'll make the first one brief because I want to ask you a market question, but and Kevin and I talked about it yesterday. It seems like the longer you are in Congress to get one of these, and I'm not doing a term limit, I'm thinking, like, it seems like everywhere along the line the people who hang in there you end up, part of the being in Congress is the word compromise, but it also means that all along the way you're constantly getting you're, you're a little stab from somebody. I mean, I think these Pfizer guys are a bunch of crooks, but God, by the way, i got to go with them on this this, this uh, vaccine deal because people are, I mean, somewhere along the line you're 20 years into it, and you have c- compromised with so many people that you don't trust or don't like or, some, or so many companies you think are dirty. Do you become what you detest at some point? Do you become exactly why you ran in the first place to throw people like you out? I think the answer to that might be yes.
5: Yeah, I, I, mean, do, I would agree. I mean, if, we
6: had, if, we, if we got McCarthy in here and say, uh, and I don't know the man from Adam, if I were to say, and he was not afraid to speak clearly, say, say he left Congress, I would say, how far along the line did you ever feel like you were, did you ever feel dirty? You've, you've made 10 compromises and at the end of the day you go every one of these things suck you know type of thing uh, I, w- I wonder what he'd say I, mean, I honestly wonder what he' said but hold, hold that thought for Monday though because that's a kind of a bigger discussion um, in terms of the market because we are stacks and jacks and we have Greg here who does a lot of trading uh, we're down again this morning a little bit it won't be we won't be up by the end of the day right now if you're an investor see these interest rates doing what they're doing these guys now have I'm down to like forty or thirty nine days to clean up this mess before the, the debt ceiling comes back in. If we go into a I mean I would say normally normally and please don't trade on this that we're down enough to where you might want to look for a couple of bargains here. And I don't know if Greg would agree with me, we'll ask him, but you might l- want to look for a couple of bargains, some babies that got thrown out with the bathwater. But if this is gonna degenerate into it comes Christmas, and by the way there's there's no deal, there's no Congress, there's no nothing Maybe the Fed pours money in. I can't even imagine what that does to the market or the or the or the or the bond market or whatever. Are, are we are we going to be with like no government here in the midst of a mess? I mean, I can't even. I don't. I don't know how to. Re, I don't know how to pl- read this game. It's like it's like now we have the horses instead of being on the track, you get to cut across the track or something. It, it just changes the whole game to me. Am I, I? mean, am I wrong in thinking
5: that way and being very nervous? The, mar- the markets all hate uncertainty, Tom. And, you know, such as we have any certainty in government these days, we've got less of it, you know, this week than we did last week. Um, I certainly wouldn't want a bank kind of being any, you know, better off, you know, six months from now too. We never, so, had, yeah. I, I think
6: we ever had a government that outed themselves. I don't think so. <laughs> the the House of Representatives to, right now. Is essentially it, they might as well all be in Vegas they're 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 useless right now right
5: yeah I mean they can't bring up anything they can't you know it looks like they, you know they can't control their their you know own ranks too well so so what if, what if not that
6: I think the Senate only has to uh, approve a declaration of war what if Russia pulls some crap those guys aren't even going to be able to opine on it or whatever they don't even get the meet what about their committees that that approve like Mike Quigley's on a couple of the committees that, of the of the secret operations and stuff of the military does, those guys they can't even meet now. Or, or how could there must be some kind of a carve out for that? Maybe there isn't, is there?
5: Well, I, when was the last time the declaration of war was voted on by? Well, I understand house? that, but I'm saying that those guys. I, but but what they, I'm saying is they they really don't have any kind of indication that they you know they can see what's really of such a serious nation that they have to hang together. I, I think that, that
6: includes. I think those <laughs> committees meet a lot, John, in terms of what is going on in Ukraine and what's going on in these other places that the I don't mean that they meet every day, but I I think there there are the groups in Congress that are that are kept up on all the the secret operations and potential ones going forward and, and in in areas that are totally degrading that maybe we might want to have to do something. I think there's there's 25 people in Congress that are kept up on that that are the people that are pretty special now. Does the does a committee that Quigley's on and never meet it ever again until this thing
5: comes back together? I don't think you'd want that, do you?
0: Uh, well, there's not enough
5: seriousness about any of this stuff coming. How, how else could you get somebody like you know Alejandro Mayorkas all the other day saying, "Well, now we have to go and build the wall again after everybody and you know his inquisitions on the Democrat side you know, about what's you know going on at the border." Everybody, was, you know, there's no threat. The border is closed. Everything is just fine. All of a sudden, now it's not. It, it shows me, Tom, that for you know the entire Biden administration, everybody with any kind of intelligence about what was going on at the border knew exactly how open it was, and wanted to keep up the fiction that it wasn't. And whatever agreement they had with the cartels, that this is the kind of freebies you will get until it becomes politically suicidal for us to keep up with it, and then you're on your own. Or it had some kind of time limit built into it because they've turned on a dime, and all of a sudden now what people have been saying for years is all of a sudden, oh, yeah, where where did that come from? It's, it's BS. Complete, well, sure it is. Complete BS. So maybe the maybe the committees meet every day, but they sit around and tell each other lies, and they believe them.
6: Well, I think... Uh,
5: so that's whole, everybody, the, though.
6: Yeah, Greg's right. but I, I, The whole... Got to talk, we'll talk about this on Monday, but I, I have a feeling that this Venezuela thing... Threw everybody a curve in terms of magnitude that maybe they should have been aware of, but weren't. I mean, uh, you didn't hear about anybody from Venezuela two years ago. I mean, this is this is something new, and maybe we should learn more about it. Jan, thank you very much, bud. So uh, you're saying sell, sell? Is that what you said, Mortimer? Or you said
5: be careful? Well, I guess yeah. Sell, sell. I don't want to be to bring her bad tidings. <laughs> down, but, you know, I can't lie. Get back in that crowd and sell, sell. Oh
6: God. Anyway, asphyre is down nine. Asphyre is down twenty-four. If John's, if John's selling, maybe we should be buying. What do you think, Greg? We'll see. Back, back tomorrow, Stocks and jacks. My father's
3: no different than any other powerful man. Any man who's responsible for other people, like a senator or a president.
0: You know how naive you
3: sound. Why? Senators and presidents don't have men killed. Who's being naive, Kate?